our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. Sonia, today's episode is going to be so fun. I'm so looking forward to it. We are going to break down the intelligent investor. Now, for those that have never heard of the intelligent investor, it's basically the number one investing book. It's a book that No one really loves, but it's just so jam-packed with so much information that if you want to get started, you know, people will usually be like, you should read this book by Benjamin Graham. And everyone that says that to you also secretly knows that they did not enjoy reading the book because it is so intense and it is so jargon-filled. Yeah, it took me quite a while to finish the book. I actually had to read it two times to ensure that I actually understood everything. So I'm glad that we're breaking it down in an episode for everyone today. And just a little bit more background. So Benjamin Graham, he's kind of regarded as like the top guru of investing or the top guru of finance. And you might be going, Sim, what about Warren Buffett? Well, funny you mention that because Benjamin Graham was Warren Buffett's teacher. Warren Buffett learned from him, just to give you a bit of context about like who this guy is. So he was basically a economist from America, was born in the UK. He had two books. The first one is not so well known, Security Analysis. And then in 1949, he created The Intelligent Investor. So it's a pretty old book. I wouldn't call it outdated though. The information is still super relevant, but it just gives you an idea of how consistent things have been over time. All right, Sonia, so do you want to take away the four key lessons that we learned from this book. Yes. So I think the best place to start is by going into value investing. So Graham is often referred to as the father of value investing. And he began teaching this investment approach when he was a professor in Columbia Business School in 1928. So quite some time ago. Essentially, he believed that the true value of a stock, it could be determined through research. Now, in terms of what value investing is, it's a strategy that requires you to pick stocks that appear to be trading less than what they're worth. So if you know the true value of something, you can save a lot of money when you buy it on sale. 
I'm going to use the example of really wanting to buy a coffee machine um, because it's a struggle that I'm kind of battling with at the moment. It's like over $1,000 to buy a decent coffee machine. It's Labor Weekend here in New Zealand. I'm keeping a keen eye on, you know, Harvey Norman and some sales sites. So if a coffee machine drops down to maybe like 400 then maybe I'll purchase it and you know that that value is still there and you're getting a great bargain because they're charging a ridiculously low price on this great thing. Now in the book, Graham states that the market overreacts to good and bad news and that results in stock price changes that doesn't take into account the long-term performance of a company's value. Now that overreaction, that can be used as an advantage to the investor because you can buy stocks that are undervalued and on sale essentially. Now in terms of how to figure out the intrinsic value of a stock and its performance, we break it down quite well in our Investing 101, how to choose what company to invest in. And we go through a few different ratios like price to book ratios, price to earnings ratios, and a few different examples in terms of how you can value a stock performance. Now assimilate the cat out of the bag a little bit because I was going to talk about how Warren Buffett is probably the most famous value investor and that Benjamin Graham was his professor and mentor so he hugely benefited from this book his teachings fun fact Benjamin Graham because he is kind of like you know the, the father of value investing there was like a little bit that was written about him and about his childhood and how when he was younger, like his father passed away and they were like on the poverty line for a wee bit. And they kind of coined the idea of the value investing side of things was influenced by his childhood and just like liking to find bargains and just naturally looking for like good valued items. Like I just thought that was just a fun fact for you to use, you know, at your next party. So the second takeaway from this book, it's going to save you the time of having to read through it all, is the importance of investor psychology. Now, Sonia sort of touched on this a little bit earlier when she spoke about how the market is overrated and it fluctuates and you just need to ignore it. What Benjamin speaks about is he takes that one step further and he, stay with me on this, he calls the stock market Mr. Market and he basically personifies the stock market to be like this guy that shows up on your doorstep every day and every day he quotes you a different price for different stocks and he stresses you out, he's just not very clever, he's a bit unpredictable, he has serious mood swings, quote unquote, and he's just someone that you need to ignore because if someone like this came to your house in real life, you would just put them off as like a sleazy salesman and you would close the door and you would ignore it. So why do we, is what Benjamin Graham is saying, why do we spend so much time looking at how stocks are doing day to day and worrying about if they go up a little bit, if they go down a little bit, if you are a long-term investor. And I think it is very interesting and very important because, for example, if you saw like the stock price of Apple just before an iPhone released, and let's say everyone is like thinking like, you know, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be called like the iPhone 13 and it's going to have all these new features and then the stock price goes up. And then the day that it releases, it's only called like the iPhone 12S and it's not as great, and then suddenly the stock price drops. Like that movement is because people get excited and then they get disappointed and the market moves with that. They buy into it a bit too much, then they sell it off a bit too quickly. And so it's just the idea that we all, whether we want to admit it or not, are a 
bit irrational and we listen to our emotions a bit too much. We just need to tune out Mr. Market. And if you're in it for the long term, just ignore it. Now, the third key takeaway that we thought we'd discuss today is inflation. Inflation is the general rise in the price of the economy over time. So simply put, your money essentially loses value over time. Benjamin Graham states that because of the issue of inflation, if you will, we shouldn't be holding on to cash, but investing it in the stock market to beat inflation. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. And he notes that investors should consider inflation on their reflection of the long-term success of stocks. So in the chapter of inflation, he actually gets into inflation quite early on in the book and he talks about a stock versus a bond and how to use either to beat inflation. And he states that high quality common stocks have usually been able to better accommodate desired returns during periods of high inflation. Like he acknowledges that on one hand, yes, it is riskier to put your cash in the stock market, but it has the potential for returns should essentially just motivate you to invest rather than holding on to it and putting it under your mattress, so to speak. The stats that he uses in that chapter, he explains that stocks tend to outpace inflation like 80% of the time, but most stocks don't really react well to like high levels of inflation. So Benjamin Graham kind of summarizes the chapter on inflation around that usually stocks beat bonds re not getting eaten up by inflation, but we actually can't be sure of that. And that's where that research and past data, it can help you look at trends for what you as an investor decide to do. So the final main takeaway from the book, The Intelligent Investor, that we found really useful and we wanted to share with you is that you cannot predict the future. And so what Benjamin Graham means by that is that the long-term future of a company is at best a quote-unquote educated guess. You know, he's mentioned that some of the best educated guesses that have come from the most painstaking research has still turned out to be very wrong. And so he's very skeptical of investors' ability to predict the future. What Benjamin Graham kind of means by that is that, you know, you'll hear about people being like, oh my God, like I found like the next best thing. Or like, you know, my friend told me about this company and they're doing like this really cool thing with data and big data. And, you know, it's just going to 
blow up and take off. And, you know, sometimes it will. And sometimes there are people that have found really good investments through research and through thinking and realizing like this is going to, you know, really take off. Apple is probably one of the best examples of this. If you had bought, you know, Apple in 1981 when it first came onto the market, it was about 0.04 cents. And since then, till today, it is up 371,000%. And so when you see numbers like that, inherently you do want to try and find the next Apple or the next Facebook or the next Tesla. But what Benjamin Graham stresses is that most people or most of us can't always you know find the next big thing and you're probably better spending your time investing in companies that you understand investing in companies that you believe in investing in low-cost index funds of course you know take a guess if you'd like but don't make it you know 50% of your portfolio or 80% of your portfolio because it's a lot more risky and none of us can predict the future as I like to say No one has a crystal ball. Like, we don't know what's coming up. You know what? Looking back at this list, they're all very simple concepts. Like, one, value invest. Choose something that you think is worth more, and if it's on sale, you should buy it. Number two, you know, just ignore what the stock market is doing because it is irrational and it is not using common sense. Number three, inflation. Like, the idea that the value of things, or sorry, the cost to buy things goes up so the value of your dollar goes down so investing is a way to kind of get around it and number four you just can't predict the future it's very hard to choose like the next big stock so just stick to what you know like like if you can understand these four concepts that me and Sonia have just spoken about you've got it down I think it's still a worthwhile read I think it provides you know guidance on long longer term and more risk-averse approaches when it comes to investing. And even though it was published back in 1949, all of these concepts are still so relevant today. So we've touched on four points and four key takeaways, but still recommend it as a read. So before we go, if you want to keep hearing more from us, definitely check out our Instagram, Girls That Invest. We also have a Facebook group, which is safe space to ask any kind of investing question that you have a community there answers them for each other and it's just very neat if you like this episode please share it on your instagram story or leave a review on apple Podcasts. it helps us out so much now disclaimer girls that invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs we are not financial advisors the advice from girls that invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investing or financial decision advice from girls that invest is general in nature it does not consider your individual circumstances always do your research and please use your due diligence all right Till next time, Sonia. Till next time, Sim. Bye.